0: Welcome to On Course, the teaching ministry of Pastor Hart Ramsey, where we offer simple biblical insight into some of life's most pressing issues.
1: What have I told you that a lot of the pain and difficulty and adversity you're experiencing is simply God aligning your now so you can be prepared for your Tomorrow.
0: Prepare for the next few minutes to be encouraged, enlightened, and inspired. Let's join Pastor Ramsey and get on course.
1: With that understanding, now I come to realize that what's in my spirit is very important because it's depositing this thing to my soul. So you say, well, I'm born again. And uh, here's another thing also. A lot of believers came to the Lord and you're still led by your soul. Your spirit has no jurisdiction in your life. The Bible talks about the human spirit being the candle of the Lord. It, you're led; God leads you, but your spirit is led by the Holy Spirit. And your spirit now influences your soul. Your soul moves your body. How many of you got that? This is what's been happening in your life. You have, progr- you have allowed yourself to be programmed for death, programmed for failure. Program for disappointment. That's what you do. Your, your, your whole disposition, your whole outlook. So, I want to show you how meditation is going to change that. I mean, you want to hear the rest of this? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It says, blessed, happy, fortunate, prosperous, and enviable is the man who walks and lives not in the counsel of the ungodly, following their advice, their plans, and purposes. The Bible says, now my life begins to change when I stop taking the advice of ungodly people. People that don't know God. I don't care how, how close they are to me or that we can folk, I don't care what they say. Is that the word of God is saying? If I want my life to be blessed, happy, fortunate, prosperous, and enviable, I got to begin now to walk and live my life, not after what they say, but after what the word of God says. Amen. The next thing, the Bible says that I don't stand submissive and inactive in, in the path where sinners walk. Now, it doesn't say I can't walk where they walk. It doesn't even say I can't walk with them. It's just that, listen to this, when I walk with them, I walk in authority and I walk actively. I always have it in drive. I'm not in neutral. You got it? Watch this now. If if I walk submissively and inactively or passively, what's going to happen is uh, uh, they're going to influence what happens to me. Okay? If I want to be happy, fortunate, prosperous, and enviable, can't have that going on. Now, the Bible says also, "Nor sits down to relax and rest where the scornful and the mockers gather. Now, why, why, why not? Well, because if I sit there and just listen to what they're saying, what they say when they mock the things of God, it's going to get in me. That's right. That's good. If I sit around people and, I, and they mock, either I leave or say something, but I just can't sit with them and be with them, resting and, and, and amusing myself. Incidentally, the word amusement, um, it means, well, no, I can't give that away. I'll make sure you come back to church next week. It's it's powerful. Um, We live in a generation that learn by amusement for the sake of pleasurable education. And what you don't understand the the word muse means to think deeply, to meditate. A muse means without thinking, without meditation. So things get in my spirit that I can't account for. I don't choose it, it just goes into me. That's why we're failing now, because of the death that I'm experiencing, I don't know how it got in my spirit. May I suggest to you that the enemy educating you and your children while you amuse yourself in front of your tube? Yeah. Yeah. Education by amusement. Education while my brain is disengaged. Education while I'm not even focused. And I get up like a robot and begin to mindlessly act out the things that were deposited in my spirit while I slept. Make no mistake about it. The Bible says that while men slept, the enemy sowed their fields. And the harvest came up. The Bible says in verse 2, But his delight and desire are in the law of the Lord. And on his law, the precept, the instruction, the ideology, the, 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 the slant of God, the teachings of God, I habitually meditate. I ponder and study them by day and by night. The Bible says now, watch this now, as, as, as opposed to being this passive uh, person around sinners and allow myself to be influenced uh, by what they say, I begin now to delight and design the Word of God to the point where I meditate. Even now, let me tell you, something got you so bad that I'm here talking life to you and your meditative power is so strong that you're drifting off and going to meditate on something that has your attention, it's grasped you. Then you come back, what did I miss? I wonder what would happen if the Word of God got in your heart and grabs you so much like that where when the doctor says, well, I'm sorry to tell you, the test came back positive and and while he's talking, you drift off. And you go over and you see Jesus healing all that were brought to him. And, you see and then, then, you, then you drift back and you say, oh, What were you saying again? Um, what was that? What would happen if you begin to drift off and meditate upon the things that God says? Yeah. <laughs> Note to yourself, get a B3 for moments like these. <laughs> see, because, there's something some we should just shout on. Yeah. The Bible says every person they brought to Jesus. He healed them all. They didn't have faith. Some of them weren't even conscious, but he healed them all. I think, well, you know, they didn't get healed because they have no faith. I, my desire in this series is to break the back of that lie and tell you that the Lord wants to heal you. He wants to fix you. He wants to bless you. Yeah, that's what we want to do. He wants to restore, redeem, reclaim everything that pertains to you. Oh, verse 2. Go back to verse two for a minute. If I do these things, the Bible says, I delight in the word, I meditate on God's philosophy of my life, the the way God sees it habitually. Then verse three is the result. He shall be like a tree, firmly planted and tended by the streams of water, ready to bring forth its fruit in its season. Its leaf also shall not fade or wither, and everything he does, shall prosper and come to maturity now he presents prosperity as a coming of age not a quick fix scheme a get rich quick scheme it's a coming of age it's a growing plant it's a maturity uh, his leaf shall not wither the leaf is, is the promise of productivity now let me show you something uh, last week when i got in the helicopter it was so hot up there you're on a shirt and you just hope for the best when you get there. You're wet by the time you get to Montgomery. When I walked out the house this morning, something was different. <laughs> I, greet, I was greeted by, 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 the, by the, uh, the, the co-pilot, and I noticed that there's something different about my attire and his. He has on a flight suit zipped up, he has on a, a, a skull cap, and he looks like he's comfortable. I'm cold. I said, hold up, I'll be back. I went and I dressed for the season because here's what happened. I expected autumn and I walked into winter. So there are some years where I'm thinking there's going to be four seasons so I think I could predict what's coming next and then I realize I walk into something I don't expect. Let me tell you what's happening to us. The Bible says meditation guarantees that the natural does not govern the seasons of my life. What governs the seasons of my life is the word that's in my heart tending me. Elder Pete went to Israel and he was telling me a story, I think, and, and I, I believe it was with you. Everybody talked to me about Israel. I need to go. But they were talking about the tree that they saw that was planted by the rivers of water. Matter of fact, it was a DVD you gave me. And, and on, this tree is planted and it's rooted on both sides of the river. Everything around it is dry, but this tree is productive and blooming. The only difference between this tree and the tree right there is this one is planted by the rivers of water. In scripture, hermeneutical laws. Hermeneutics is, is the science of scriptural interpretation. And if I'm being too deep for you, catch me around next week, I'll be ghetto next week, but I'm deep today, it's fine. Um, I, I always, I'm bilingual, I speak street and I speak whatever this is I'm speaking. Um, all with an island accent, that's the brilliant part about it. You have to, you have to pull that off. Um, one, of, one of the things that, that, I, that I, I saw is In in this hermeneutical law, the like-as principle, God will always show you something you don't understand. And then he'll point you to something that you do understand and say, this is that. And God will say, now you see this thing? And here's what he says to you. Don't study this until you get that. Because if you sat here gazing at this spiritual thing, and trying to figure it out, he said, you could do that till Jesus comes, you'll never get it. He says, You won't get this until you get that. So I turn from this, I study that. When I grasp this, now when I look at that, I see it all differently. Here's what he says men are like trees. Men are like trees. The like ass principle. He says, Wherever you planted, wherever you planted, it would guarantee or hinder your productivity. So, if you're not planted in the Word of God, how do I plant myself? How do I root myself in the Word? It's through meditation. Now, you say, Pastor, my day's so busy, I don't have time for meditation. I'm here to prove to you, you meditate all the time. All you need to do is change the content. He walks out of your life, he breaks your heart. What do you do? You climb up in your bed with your picture, (laughs) and you cry. (laughs) A picture of you and him when you were happy, frozen in time, (laughs) and you cry yourself asleep. Get up the next morning, everywhere you go, you walk on this picture. About to eat breakfast, you put it up there on the, on the, what's wrong with you? You know what you're doing? You are meditating, you are magnifying this thing. So mama comes over, because mama been there. She old school, she walking in the house. How you doing, girl? You in the bed. Get up. She saw you the picture, you, you took the picture away. What's that you got in your hand? Nothing. Give it here. She gives a picture, she said, give me every picture of this man. Uh-uh, she goes around the house, get all the albums, get on your computer, delete all these pictures. She leaves. Now you can't see him. So you start thinking about him. She realizes she called your phone, you're not answering the phone. She comes to the house again. Put some clothes on, let's go. She takes you somewhere to laugh. Next thing you're you laughing, you're carrying on, and you realize your heart is feeling better. You know what? You are forgetting the thing that's causing you pain. Because what you've done is you've meditated the thing so long, you've magnified it. And you said you just didn't know what I lost. He wasn't all that. You just magnified him. Oh. But you just know he was the perfect person. Ah, shut up. He wasn't all that. You just made him. You. They call your old girlfriend and sit there and tell her how nice. You, talk, you call her sister, you know, I don't know why he let people. He was so nice. And his sister's like, yeah, he, yeah she going to sit there. Don't talk to her. Talk to the girls. That saw what he did to you. Yeah. Uh-uh, honey. Hold. I'll tell you what the Lord is saying. You hold up. You need to, you know, get the, she took the picture. Now, watch this. All, all she does, she took, took with them little sappy movies you've been watching. What you look to <laughs> Going through clear or something. Mama goes through. She cuts off your, your eye gate. Can't magnify him through sight, cuts off your ear gig. don't take his call, don't talk to nobody about him. She don't let you talk about him around her, and she won't won't let you have time to think about him. Next thing you know, your heart is healed. I remember years ago, everybody said a long time ago, this young lady broke my heart. You know, I was a musician, and I had a little picture. I sit down to play, I prop a picture up on the piano. I'm sitting there playing, and everything I'm writing is come out sad. Just sad. People come and say, oh, God, it's depressing down here. What you doing? I'm playing, everywhere I go, the bad is like, what's wrong with you? I'm just crying. I really love the man. I'm like, you didn't know about for three weeks. I know, man, but she just took my heart, man. No, here's the problem. Someone walked by the piano one day and saw the picture, just went, snatched the picture and walked off. When my picture? They won't give it back to me. Who told you I did not forget it? While I'm playing in the club the next night, I saw another girl. I'm thinking while we're playing, the set is about to, over. I, to be over. I need to talk to her, she's sitting by herself. But as long as the picture... <laughs> yes, sir. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Where did we stop? <laughs> Let me define these things to get you out of here. <laughs> The word of the Lord for you is is that he's not coming back. Not Jesus, the guy. (laughs) And the Lord says, as long as you meditate on him, you will attach him to your heart. But the same powers that you're utilizing to make yourself miserable without any extra time could be used to free yourself from the bondage. That's the way we're made, it's divine design. I, I, there are a lot of things that I covered this morning in Montgomery that I, I wanna kinda uh, take my time and do here because you know, we, we're, we're a larger setting and there are more people to cover or to, or to reach. But the definition of meditation is, uh, that I gave you, this is as straightforward as it gets. A, a spiritual experience which I initiate that paints the end result of the promises of God on the canvas of my heart. If we read that, medit- uh, that uh, definition too quickly, we'll miss these nuggets and I wanna go over them with you quickly. I think I have some time. When I say meditation is a spiritual experience, here's what you need to gather. Contrary to popular belief, it is not a psychological experience. But because of the way you're made, if you, get, if you meditate, your spirit is being educated and it affects your soul. How many of you got that? How many of you got that? No, you have to respond to me because I won't move on until I know you got it. How many of you got that? Good. Okay, now, meditation utilizes the mind, affects the will, and can alter your emotion. Meditation, it utilizes the mind, it affects the will, uh, I'm sorry, it utilizes the mind, affects the will, and can alter your emotions. But it can only do this because it's a spiritual experience. God in Scripture uses principle over and over again to help his covenant people grasp and comply with his agenda for their life. Whenever they got into trouble, understanding what God wanted, God stopped talking to them and showed them
0: something. Stay tuned for more of today's teaching with Pastor Art Ramsey. Imagine being filled with a peace so deep that the world around you can't touch it. Pastor Hart Ramsey is on a mission to help believers understand what it means to have a healthy, prayer-based relationship with God. He's doing that through his brand new book titled Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer. Prayer at first was a struggle because, you know, it, it really takes faith to pray.
1: You have to, you have to trust that God is like a person, He's a real person, and that He's the one that invented
0: the concept of prayer. In this book, you'll learn how to ensure your relationship with God is based on on a new and improved covenant Which dangerous prayer habits to avoid And what to do when prayer Doesn't yield the answers you want It's time to trust God enough To make your prayer life truly about Him yes. Pick up your copy of Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer From Hart Ramsey Available now at Amazon iTunes and wherever books are sold <laughs> Why, yeah. Have you subscribed To Hart Ramsey's Uplift It's his national text message service where daily you can hear from the heart of God by way of the man of God. Pastor Hart Ramsey. To receive this daily encouragement, text the word UPLIFT to the number 334-310-4278. Again, text the word UPLIFT to the number 334-310-4278. Uplift your spirit, encourage your heart, and empower your walk. Subscribe today to Hart Ramsey's UPLIFT. Stay connected with Pastor Hart Ramsey on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Hart Ramsey. Now let's get back to today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey.
1: Write this down. Meditation has four parts to it, and I'm not going to cover them now. I just want to introduce them to you again. Pastor, you said this before, I'm going to repeat it as many times as I need to to get us fixed. The first part of meditation is verbalization. Verbalization. I got to say it out of my mouth. Jesus said in John 6, 63, verbalization, Jesus said, the words that I speak to you, they're spirit and they're life. So when I release the word of God, watch this now, when I speak the word of God about my situation, I release the life of the spirit into my situation. So here I am, instead of getting in the death line and defaulting to the death line, what I need to do is, I need to, I need to choose life. My pastor, I'm not qualified for life. We're not talking about qualification yet. Just choose it. Good example. You are the victim of cyclic sin. You just sin all the time. You go, go, go wide with the Lord then you fall into sin. And so you get so tired of doing this that it feels to you like your mind says you're playing with God, but you know you're not playing. This is no game with you. You're struggling. So you stop choosing life. What opportunity then do you have to live? But suppose while in the death cycle, when the enemy's trying to take me and throw me over in this line and say, that's what you deserve to be, I refuse to. And I keep choosing life. And I keep saying, now." I keep speaking about me, what God says, although it's not my experience. What I am doing, I'm releasing the life of the spirit into my circumstances. And remember now, I want to remind you, the prosperity that comes from the word of God is not a quick fix. It is maturity. It grows like a tree. It grows like a tree. And God keeps working it and rooting it and, and, and uh, uh, fertilizing it. And you may fail for 10 years in one day. One day, something happens and you just get it. What happened? You came to maturity. It took you 10 years, but you arrived to maturity. You're not perfect, but you're mature. So the things that used to appeal to, you don't appeal anymore. But all along, you've been choosing life. You've been choosing life. You refuse to die. I'm not getting that line. I'm saying this line. And I kept saying it. Many of you run with people that don't want God. And how they mock you is, you will sin with them. And then when you turn to God and say, "I'm trying to get, I want to get right with God," they laugh at you and say, "You? Not you. I know how you are. I know the real you. What you saw was not the real me. What that was was the fake trying to impress you. This the real me." How many of you follow where we're going this? So, so number one, I'm going to preach it a little, a verbalization. Number two is, is visualization. I take the promise of the word of God and I see it. I see Abraham. I see David fighting. I see the picture. I don't just read the word. Have you ever read the word and then looked up and forgot what you read? Read a whole chapter and didn't know what you read? That is a waste of time. It is better for you to read one verse and see the picture. That's right. That's right. It's better for you to read, better for you to read, to read, To read one verse and see a picture than to read a whole chapter and see nothing. Bobby, here's how it works. If I could read one verse and see a picture and then walk away from my Bible and carry that picture with me, I am more dangerous than I would be if I knew the whole chapter. And here's why. Because the sword of the Spirit is the word of God in my heart. The Bible, that's not the sword of the Spirit. That's a book. It's a letter. There's no life in that. Jesus said, you search the scripture because you think you have eternal life, but the scripture only testifies of me. But you won't come to me for the life that I have to give to you. When you get that, those words into your heart, now you have a sword in your spirit to fight the enemy. Number two is visual, visualization. Number three, internalization. I internalize the word of God. What's the difference between visualization and internalization? Well, in the second one. I am seeing a picture of David, of Moses, of Abraham, but, but, and it's just a still photo. I, I, I get a snapshot, but in uh, internalization, I see me. It's not David running at Goliath, it's me. My Goliath may be this job I'm trying to get, and they told me I don't qualify for but I know in my heart, God, God said, I believe all things are possible, so i am do my best to get ready. But in the process, I'm believing God to make up the difference. I'm, I'm, I'm going to provoke your faith. So I see me going in, getting the job. I see me getting 19 no's and keep going back for 20th one. I see me back, not backing down. I see me deal with obstacles. I see me going through the process. Listen, my emotions are changing. Everything's being altered. I keep seeing the thing rewinding until I see my, it, listen, it's customary to see myself win. I remember years ago when I used to play ball, because I was an athlete, they, they, they put me, the team needed a, a, a left fielder, a right fielder. And I played ball before, or uh, uh, softball before. I think it was baseball. I played baseball before, but I was not an outfielder. I'm a outfielder. I was first baseman. And I remember standing out there in right field thinking, don't hit the ball to me. Can you relate to that? Now, let me ask you this. What do you think happens when you're living your life saying, don't hit the ball to me? Your entire image of yourself is "Don't hit the ball to me." The Bible says in Psalm one, in verse three, "Everything he does prospers." So I'm gonna tell you this little story. You know, I'm gonna give you an update on this. You remember I talking about the Sony contract that was coming? I rejected the first one, but I got the second one. I'm reading through this contract. I'm thinking to myself, "Who do you think they think they think is? They sent me this contract." as if they're signing some new 25-year-old artist. Trying to own songs, are you crazy? And I sat back and I'm talking to my, my, uh, my business people, I talked to my legal people, I talked to my management on the phone, and the whole, my idea, here's what I'm saying to everybody. I am 48 years old. I'm not broke. I used to be broke, but I'm not broke anymore. I don't need this contract. I'm not gonna give them 50% of anything for so that they could say so, so I could say rather I'm signed to Sony I don't need that and watch this and I sat back for a moment and thought about this how you could get to a place in your maturity where the way you see yourself is not predicated on whose name you're associated with That's good. That's good. but up now watch as many people sign those kind of contracts which is a straight rip-off they're not offering anything straight rip-off they will sign it they will sign it just to say. Yes, sir. Been meditating on the things of God too long. And you know what I've seen? And my staff had to help me see it. The people around me had to help me see it. They said, Pastor, I remember I was telling, I was telling one of my staff members, I said, you know what? When this album hit the charts, I was, surprised. I was shocked. I can't believe it hit the charts. That thing went all the way up to number 27. Nationally. I was on the internet the other night, and I was reading a Russian promotion for my album, Charger to Your Heart. I don't speak Russian. I didn't commission anybody to do that. One of the top-selling uh, products over in Spain. Um, one of the most played. I'm laughing, thinking I said, how did this happen? And you know what my staff member said to me? Pastor, everything you do does that. You don't teach us to fail. So how did you expect to fail? You know what it, Let me show you what it is. Let me show you what it is. It's Psalm 1, verse 3. He shall be like a tree. planted, and, and everything he does, you don't have to know about it. God got it. Your, your, your meditation is pushing oh, a position to win. So you're not saying don't hit the ball to me. You're saying you better not hit the ball to me because you're show out. But, huh? You're not like the wide receiver. And even if I do drop a pass, I was wide open. I could shake it off because my, I'm not meditating on that thing. As a matter of fact, I know how to dismiss it. I'm walking back to the huddle thinking to myself, okay, I'm number 85, I'm going to catch that again. Uh, I go back to tell the quarterback and say, you trust me, yet? throw it to me again. And I'm lying up and the the cornerback is talking to John saying, you know what, I dropped that ball, but just know you didn't knock it down. I dropped it. I gave you a free one, this one on me. (laughs) Sometimes you you give the devil credit for things he didn't do. You dropped the ball. And now you're afraid to go out and run your route again. No, you go run your route. He didn't stop you the first time, and he won't stop you this time. He didn't take the job. You just weren't prepared. But this time you'll be prepared. I can see it. It's on you. It's on you. You got that fight. It's all on you. I see it. It's on you. You ready now. But we ain't done yet. We ain't done yet. Okay, so meditation paints the end result. We said, um, so I go into um, internalization, and from there, the last step is repetition. Repetition, where I repeat this meditative process over and over again until it becomes my reality. Now, you understand? I wonder if this works. I'll make a statement. I'm not being arrogant. I'm being matter of factish. You're sitting here, aren't you? Yes. Amen. yes, sir. Now, how many of you in the room were with me in the master bedroom? Put your hand up in the master bedroom. Put your hand real high. I want everybody to see it. The master bed, wave so they know I ain't lying about the master bedroom. Okay, good, good. How many of you were there in the Civic Center in, in Ozark? Civic Center in Ozark? Wave at me, wave at me, wave at me. Okay, okay. How many of you, how many of you uh, uh, were there? And, uh, Um, 106 North Merrick in Ozark, across from the courthouse. Wave, wave, there are a bunch of people out there waving too, okay, okay. How how many of you, how many of you made the trek from Ozark to Dothan with us and and we had 233 Big World wave at me? How many of you came and you became a member of 233 Big World? Wave at me, wave at me, wave at me, okay? How many of you were here when the parking lot was, there was no parking lot there and we were in Dothan High? Wave at me, With me, you, okay? How many of you remember when the storm was coming and we had to pave the parking lot and we pointed to the computer and send the storm north and we, and we laughed when the weatherman said, we don't know what happened, the storm just turned north? How many of you remember that? Okay? How many of you were here when we, when we, we were drawing plans for the dome and they kept saying the dome won't be built? How many of you sitting in the dome right now? Don't talk to me about what can not happen. It all happened through what I'm teaching you. When every when all the voices start to say it can't be done, I pull myself away with God and I said, What is it you're telling me to do? And here's what I always say You know, God, that I don't know how to hear you. Oh, I'm giving you a secret. I don't know what I'm doing. But I know you are so strong and so powerful that you could you could invade my ignorance. And beyond the shadow of a doubt, let me know that it's you that's leading me. You've done it before. And I begin to praise him in advance for showing me what he wants from me. And the rest, as they say, is history. And we're still making history.
0: We hope you've enjoyed today's teaching courtesy of On Course with Hart Ramsey. We invite you to join the NCC family for our weekly services in Dothan and Montgomery, Alabama, and Atlanta, Georgia. For service times and locations, visit our website at nccfamily.org. Again, nccfamily.org. You can follow Pastor Hart on social media at Hart Ramsey on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can follow our church on Twitter at nccfamily, on Instagram at Northview Christian Church, and on Facebook by searching for Northview Christian Church. Be sure to join us next time as we dive into God's word and get on course with Hart Ramsey.